Welcome to Classical Music, The Stories. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Classical Music, The Stories. And this week we are going back, after quite a bit long time, back to the Piano Concerto. Just to remind you, a concerto is a piece of music written for a solo instrument or solo instruments and an orchestra behind them. And it's usually used to show off that performer's um, virtuosic skills or how well they can play their instrument. Um, and not only are we um, returning to the genre of concerto, we're also returning to that great composer Ludwig van Beethoven. Um, and to put those two together, to put the piano concerto and Beethoven together, out comes Beethoven's fifth piano concerto. Um, he wrote five, this is his last one. Um, and this is his fifth piano concerto in E-flat major, and it was given the name, or given the nickname, Emperor the Emperor Concerto, as people call it. He began composing it in 1809. This was at the cusp of his um, his deafness. He was just beginning to go deaf. Um, he knew it was going to happen, and he also knew that there would come a point um, where he wouldn't be able to perform anymore. Um, this was kind of the time where he began to realise that. Um, he composed in 1809, um, it was around the exact same time as Vienna, the city he was living in, was under invasion from Napoleon, the French um, emperor, self-appointed emperor. For the second time, I might add, he tried it the first time in 1805 and um, tried again in 1809. Um, Beethoven said, The whole course of events has affected my body and soul. What a disturbing wildlife around me. Nothing but drums, cannons, men, misery of all sorts. 
and he was writing this apparently while hiding in the basement of his brother Casper um, because um, his own apartment was pretty much exactly where the fighting was going on and he couldn't be there at that point as I said he was just going deaf he wasn't fully deaf so he um, he could still hear um, some people believe that it was the, this war that did, like really didn't help at all um, but uh, that's um, that's where he was hiding with his brother in the basement after the war the city was plunged into financial ruin um, because, uh, the paper money had been reduced to about five times to what it normally had been um, which left Beethoven of course in quite a bad place many of the aristocrats who had um, paid him before the war fled Vienna because uh, they couldn't keep going except for one person and that one person was the aristocrat patron Archduke Rudolf and you'll never you'll never believe it but um, this man Archduke Rudolf is the man to whom Beethoven dedicated this piano concerto um, he's been dedicated a couple of times in many of Beethoven's work works um, one of the other um, examples I can think of would be his Les Adieux Piano Sonata, um, his Farewell Piano Sonata, um, written for this Archduke Rudolf for when he left Vienna. Um, so I wanted to point out one thing about this concerto, and that is its key, which is E-flat major. major. Um, it has been theorised that Beethoven saw and felt and heard E-flat major as a very heroic key. Um, this can be taken from, for example, his Symphony Number no. 3, which he had written in 1803, um, entitled Eroica, or Heroic. Um, an interesting story about that, actually, just a little side note. Eroica um, was not, um, was, uh, was dedicated, the symphony was dedicated to um, Beethoven's then idol, um, Napoleon Bonaparte. And when he invaded uh, Vienna for the first time in 1805, then Beethoven didn't like him anymore. Scratched off his name and now it's just the Eroica Symphony, but it had been dedicated to Napoleon Bonaparte. And I think it's quite interesting that then four years later, he composes another piece in E-flat major at around the same time that Napoleon once again invades Vienna. It's quite a strange coincidence, I think. Um, and it's also an interesting relation between emotions and keys. Um, Beethoven wasn't the first. Uh, it's also been noted that Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart had um, an interesting connection to the key of D minor, and that is death. It's thought that Mozart um, linked the key, the key of D minor to the concept of death. Um, and this comes from an example, maybe his Requiem in D minor, which I have discussed on this podcast. Requiem is a mass for the dead, and it's entitled Requiem in D minor. Um, another example, and uh, I've also talked about this on the podcast, which is quite funny, and that is his opera Don Giovanni. Um, all the scenes where Don Giovanni or someone else is murdered or killed or sent to hell, it's played in D minor. And I think this is unbelievably fascinating. Um, E-flat major, the key for um, Beethoven's heroic thoughts. And uh, it wasn't him um, who gave the name of um, the emperor to the piano concerto. It never is, I, I find it. The composer will never sit down and decide, today 
I will write a piano concerto and I will give it the name Emperor. It usually comes afterwards, maybe from a, a suggestion from a friend or even from a completely different person. In this case, it was given by an organist in England um, who knew Beethoven quite well. Um, but Beethoven, uh, Beethoven never gave it the name Emperor Piano Concerto. But that, that is how we know it today um, as the Emperor Piano Concerto. Um, for the first performance in 1811, January 13th, 1811, um, the soloist was none other than Rudolf, the Archduke of Vienna, uh, the man who this concerto is dedicated to, um, and one of Beethoven's um, slightly closer contacts, um, performed in Prince Lobkowitz's palace in Vienna. And the first public performance then came um, exactly a year afterwards, in January 1812, in the Gewandhaus in Leipzig. Um, so it was being Friedrich Schneider, and it went down incredibly well. Um, one of the reviews was, It is without doubt one of the most original, imaginative and effective, but also one of the most difficult of all existing concertos. This was written in the Allgemeine Musikalische Zeitung, um, it's the same newspaper that elevated Beethoven's Fifth Symphony to fame. It was uh, quite a popular newsletter of sorts back in the day, and that was what where most of Beethoven's reviews for his pieces um, landed. It's interesting enough to read them. We can hear all about the first performances of many of Beethoven's works, and one of them was, of course, his Fifth Piano Concerto. I can't play the full piano concerto. I wish I could, but I can't. Um, the reason for that is, number one, the first movement is 20 minutes long, which was unheard of back in the day. I mean, there were, there were longer pieces of music, but to have um, one of the movements of a classical work being 20 minutes long before leading into more movements was something very unheard of back in, um, back in Beethoven's time. Of course, Beethoven kept going with this and uh, moved on to his Ninth Symphony, where his final movement um, comes to a grand total of 24 minutes. Um, uh, and this is a, this first movement leads with a lovely rounded finish, a nice bang, as Beethoven liked doing. It leads into the second movement, which is the movement I've chosen for today's episode. Um, and the first thing that would strike one about this movement is the key it's in. The overall key of the piano concerto is E flat major, but the second movement is in B major. For those music heads of you that are out there, you'll know that E flat major and B major, on a scale of what is most likely to come afterwards, is very, very different. You'd think it would be B flat major, the semitone below, but no, Beethoven chose B major, which is of course huge surprise and I think makes it all the more magical. Uh, it opens the movement with really very calm and tranquil strings playing the theme, which um, funnily enough the piano will never play. The piano will only ever decorate the tops of it. Um, this is uh, the theme in B major which is played by the strings followed by the woodwinds um, and then in comes the soloist, the pianist, um, like a a dreamy sort of distracted musician who's just just uh just taking it very very easy and maybe improvising a bit above the notes um but all together with the orchestra um on the subject of keys i'm i love my keys today um but at some point it goes into d major 
Um, once again, those of you who do music, E flat major and D major, just consider the differences and how they might fit in the same piece. I think it's it's so brave, but so amazing when he does that. So clever, such genius. Um, and another really, uh, really interesting thing I would think about this movement is how it finishes, um, because it doesn't really. This movement doesn't really finish. It leads directly into the third movement. But how? How do you go from B major into E flat major, which is the key of the third movement? This is what Beethoven does. It finishes on a B major chord, and then out of nowhere, it slides down just very, like, very suddenly. It goes... And we're in B flat major, which is, of course, the tonic of E flat major, which is much, much easier to um, jump between. And uh, at this point, the soloist is um, is testing, I would call it, testing the theme of the third movement. This is the bit you can hear at the end, the dum bo dum bo da 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 That's the theme of the third movement, and that's what the soloist is playing slowly, I grant you. Um, but it's still, I suppose, a quote, a quote to what's about to happen. Um, and then out of... Um, nowhere it bursts free it's like a, a jack-in-the-box I call it um, jumping out and uh, maybe giving the audience a bit of a, a fun little scare and we're flung into what is Beethoven's third movement for his fifth piano concerto the whole thing lasting roughly about nine minutes overall the concerto is about 40 minutes long it's quite a long concerto I'd recommend you listen to all of it though it's a wonderful piece I think it's um it's jovial fun spirited character reflects how Beethoven was at that point suffering quite a bit from um, the ordeals that the war was having on the city and also his financial um, problems at that point. Um, I think it, uh, his um, jovial, fun character is supposed to uh, to counter that in some way. So anyway, that is Beethoven's Fifth Piano Concerto, Emperor. So now I shall play you the entire second movement of this concerto. Do not be alarmed if it cuts off at the end. Um, as I mentioned already, it, uh, the second movement doesn't really finish. Uh, it just leads directly into the third. Um, so if it do when it does cut off, then don't um, don't be worried. That's meant to happen, I swear. Um, thank you very, very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can um, find me on most social media platforms. Um, Instagram at classicalmusic underscore insta. I'm on Facebook at Classical Music Stories and, of course, on Gmail, classicalmusicthestories at gmail.com. Here now is the whole second movement, performed by Leonard Bernstein, conducting the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra, um, with the soloist Christian Zimmermann. Thank you very, very much. <laughs>